crime. Today we're gonna do a case that I have been interested in doing for a while actually. It's the disappearance of Evelyn Hernandez. I was gonna do this sooner but a lot of different podcasts done it so I wanted to step back and just make sure that I could cover her to the best of my ability because at the time when I found this case it really wasn't covered. I heard about it through a YouTube channel. It's run by Stephanie Harlow. If you love true crime, she's amazing. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information about Evelyn herself before this or about her case, mainly because it wasn't really investigated properly. Before we jump in the case, I do want to say to everybody, I hope everybody is well. I hope you're safe. Your family's healthy. I know right now we are in some super trying times and hopefully this podcast podcast can give you a little bit of a distraction or something that just gives you some feel goods. So let's jump in. In 2002, Evelyn Hernandez was a 24-year-old, soon-to-be mother of two little boys, which I know is super exciting. Um, I have four kids and a bonus baby, and our house is bustling, and I stinking love it. Well, she went missing um, in the early months of the year. Her story is going to seem extremely familiar because another case in the same area closely resembles it. But we'll get to that one, that later on. Don't worry. I'll, you'll figure it out. I promise. Evelyn Hernandez was born in El Salvador on February 23rd of 1978 and she immigrated to America when she was 14 years old. She came here to be with her mom. Her mom had fled the country previously because there was a war there. So from what I've been able to piece together, her mom came here to set up a life so that when Evelyn got here, everything would be fine. She would have a place to go. She didn't want to have to struggle here with her daughter, which I see a lot in immigrants. Somebody will come and then the rest of the family will come later. Not much is known about Evelyn's childhood in El Salvador or about her in America. What we do know is she was a really hardworking student. She got really good grades. She went to a youth center and a volunteer there said she loved acting, which led to her being in a lot of musicals there. She also went to that center initially because she wanted to learn English because she didn't speak English very well, obviously being from El Salvador. Uh, We do know that at 17, before she graduated, Graduated. Evelyn did get pregnant with her oldest son, who she would name Alexis. She had him later on that year in November of 1996. Alexis's father was in the armed forces, and that's pretty much all we know about him. I could not find a name or anything else about him, other than he was not active in Alexis's life at all. That we do know. So, so Evelyn was a single parent, raising a little boy, and being a teen parent is super hard. I had my daughter at 18, I was almost 19, and I bust my butt to make sure that she had the things that she needed. So um, after Evelyn graduated, which she did graduate, and kudos to her because especially in the 90s, not a lot of women were doing that if they got pregnant and decided to keep their baby. She worked a lot of different jobs to make sure that she could take care of Alexis. She was a vocational nurse. She worked at some restaurants. She worked in retail. She worked at hotels. She did a lot of different things just to make sure that her son was taken care of. Friends and family say that Evelyn has always been really happy, really positive, and she loved her son wholeheartedly. Sometime after Alexis was born, Evelyn met the man who would later become her boyfriend and the father of her unborn son, who she was going to name Fernando. Fernando's father's name was Herman Aguilera. This man had two jobs. He was a limo driver and an airport mechanic, and they had been dating for years. So in 2001, when Evelyn got pregnant for the second time, she was excited. She thought she was 
going to be able to settle down to expand her families. Because who doesn't want to be married and have their children and just have a family? I mean, most people who have children want that. Now, there is always exceptions to the rules, so don't come for me. But generally, that's the way that the way it goes. So she expected him to be excited, which anybody would expect their boyfriend to be excited if you told him that you were pregnant. Like, that's a normal reaction. Not for Herman because Herman let her know he was married and Evelyn had no idea until because that's not what you want to hear she told him she was pregnant and I can only imagine how hard that was for her and even with him she didn't change her mind she wanted to have her baby she wanted to raise him with her other son she had already done it once so I mean why not be super mom and do it again right so she embraced the adventure of being a single mom with two boys and obviously Herman did not like that option because that means that his wife would have to find out that he was having fair for years. So Herman just started from Evelyn and their relationship obviously was strained. About this point, Evelyn didn't want to date him anymore at all. And she told him that, that she just didn't want anything else to do with him. In late April of 2002, Evelyn was in her third trimester. Ladies who have babies, you know that last trimester is not only hell, but you are so happy to be so close to the end once you get to that third trimester. You are excited. So she's only a week or two away from having two little boys and living this amazing dream that she wanted. Well, this is gonna lead us to the time of the disappearance. At the time of the disappearance, Evelyn and Alexis lived in the Amazon Crocker area of San Francisco. And I could kind of see her life right now. She's at the end of her pregnancy. She's probably nesting and she's making sure she has all the things that she needs to make sure that when Fernando comes that everything's good. You're packing and repacking your hospital bag and the baby's hospital bag. And you're making sure that the bassinet or the crib is set up. They're all their clothes are there that you have enough diapers so you have to leave. If you're nursing, you're making sure sure that you have a pump all your nursing pads and anything that you need to take to work if you're going if you're going to continue nursing and if you're not you want to make sure you have your formula and all your bottles it's just craziness but that's what you're doing and she also was finalizing plans with her sister for her baby shower that's where she was going to get those last few things probably a crap ton of more diapers because you can never have too many diapers as a mom with the new baby so on may 1st evelyn took alexis to daycare school reports differ some places say daycare some places say school i'm gonna go with school because he would have been five and a half already so he should have been able to go to school but maybe not maybe he was in daycare but generally I know if you turn five before when school starts which he might not have honestly he could have been in daycare they differ we don't know but she dropped him off and after she dropped him off she went and ran some errands she went to the ATM she did whatever she had to do that day later on she came back and picked him up that was literally the last time Evelyn or Alexis were seen alive one week later Evelyn and Alexis Alexis were reported missing none other than Herman so initially the police were like oh she's pregnant she probably took her son and went to have her baby you know by herself in private and didn't let anybody know not her mom not her sister nobody she just went and took her six-year-old and disappeared to have a baby alone first of all I'm gonna tell you that doesn't make a lot of sense because when you're having a baby first of all you need somebody to be with that other child of yours second of all you generally need a support person in the room with you I've had four babies 
ladies, I've always had one. Maybe not. Maybe she didn't want anybody, but you would still not have your six-year-old in the room with you when you give birth. But they, they said, oh, that's what it was. I guarantee you that those hospital bags were still in her apartment, our home. It doesn't report with what she lived in. Those hospital bags were still in her home. They couldn't find where she had packed anything, nothing of the sort. They still assumed, oh, she just took the baby. Took the kid, went to have the baby alone without telling anybody. Okay. A few days later though, her wallet was found in a parking lot with her disability check in and $41 in it. This parking lot is very close to the limo service where Herman worked and a gas station that he frequented. Still, Evelyn's case was not taken serious for at least two more weeks. Later, Herman was kind of questioned, but he was never considered a suspect. For me, which is really weird because generally your significant other or the child of your father or whatever, the man in your life is the prime suspect. If I went missing right now, my husband would be the person that they would look at. If he went missing right now, I would be the prime suspect. And then they would look at my search history and they would probably think that I was a crazy psycho murderer because I look up so much crime stuff, not only for this podcast, but for just to read about different true crime things. Because obviously if I have a true crime podcast, I must love true crime and that is true. So back to the story, back to Evelyn. So I know at this point you're like, hey, I know what this sounds like. California in 2002, I know where you're going, Angela, but we still aren't quite there. We are getting there. I promise you, we are getting there, but we're not quite there, okay? So the police questioned him. Not only was he not considered the prime suspect, he wasn't considered a real suspect. They kind of were like, oh, okay, question, move along, have a nice day, sir. And because the police didn't take the case seriously in the first two weeks, they never really had any real suspect. A month later, they finally held a press conference, which didn't get a lot of coverage. It's really sad because she was merely a blip in the news. A mother, her five-year-old son, and her unborn child go missing. This should have been a major story. In 2002, we had 24-7 news coverage. This should have been everywhere, all the time, but it wasn't. Even after looking so many places for information, it's not a lot. Most articles that you find will give the same information over and over and over. Now there are some that will give you different information, uh, which is talking about with the daycare versus the school, but that's not really vital information for where she is or what happened to her and Alexis. What happened to Fernando? So in July, a torso washed up in the San Francisco Bay. No arm, no leg. Police ran DNA and right after Memorial Day, it was confirmed that the body that washed up with no arm, no leg, no head, that was Evelyn's body. Question still remain though, where was little Alexis and where was little Fernando. The coroner could not confirm if Fernando was birthed before she died, if somebody performed a c-section on her and removed him. He couldn't tell or if he laid inside of his mom and died with her until she was decomposed so much that he separated from her. This is when they have a candle light visual for Evelyn and probably a hundred people come but there's no media coverage of it. There's not a camera there recording the faces of the mourning people making her real for murder and potential witnesses. There was nothing. And even after not being a serious suspect, Herman eventually even stopped talking to the police. He got a lawyer. He stopped cooperating completely. Evelyn, Alexis, and Fernando, their missing persons case, it went cold. Neither of these little boys have ever been found. They say the case is still open to this day. And the only hope we really have is that a 
the person who did it comes forward or somebody who knows some information comes forward. The likelihood of this happening is so low. They have no physical evidence. All they have is her wallet. It's sad because her small little family gone in the blink of an eye with no one in law enforcement or the media seeming to care much at all, which is super, super heartbreaking, right? So now we're going to talk about the case that has a lot of characteristics of Evelyn's case, the case of Lacey Peters and her unborn son, Connor. Pregnant woman goes missing at the end of her pregnancy and months later her body turns up without a head or arm and the baby's never found. Sounds so familiar that it could be the same stinking case, right? Like when Stephanie Harlow, which is where I found heard about this case of Evelyn first. She briefly mentioned how they were kind of congruent. Um, I was like, what in the world? Why first, why have I never heard of this? Why was it not made more public or made more noise that was number one number two um is there a connection in this case that was my first thought is there a connection between these two cases and we'll talk about that so Lacey's case as we all know was solved her husband is in prison he still professes his innocence he says he didn't kill her Jurier's Pierce said he did so whether it's right it's wrong I have my personal opinions I'm sure as you all do I think he probably did do it I have to say with the case they presented if I was on that jury, I would have found him guilty too. But that's neither here nor there. Lacey's case still gets coverage to this day. 18 years later, there are crime specials about it. And we still remember. If somebody says Scott Peterson or Lacey Peterson to you, you know exactly who they are. And there was so much media coverage that every move that Scott Peterson made was recorded. Every face, every inconsistency, every time that he did not appear to be a mourning husband, which honestly, who are we to say how a mourning spouse should act? Some people feel like they need to replace that void immediately. They need to fill that void. Some people take time. I would hope that, and I know myself well enough that I think I would not be able to even consider dating anybody for a very, very long time, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the similarities between these two cases right now and the reason why Evelyn's wasn't solved and Lacey's was the media made all the difference which in my humble opinion is the reason Lacey's case got solved and Evelyn's didn't Lacey's case got literally international attention and Evelyn's case barely got local attention. And even with the little information, there are still so many theories as to what happened to Evelyn. With me saying everything about Lacey's case and her case being covered and getting international attention, please do not take that as me saying that Lacey did not deserve her case to be solved or Lacey did not deserve that coverage. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying Evelyn also deserved that coverage. Any woman that goes missing, any child that goes missing deserves the same 24-7 international coverage as everybody else. We should all be treated equally, right? Now, we're going to talk about some theories in this case. The first theory is Peterson killed Evelyn as a run-through for Lacey's murder. The theory, I don't believe it. There is literally absolutely no evidence that he had anything to do with this case. I find it hard, but hey, I guess stranger things have happened. Whoever thought that we would be stuck in our home? Who would have thought we were we would be stuck in our homes for the foreseeable future? I know I didn't. I did not think 2020 was going to go like this. I said, 2020 is going to be awesome. This is my year. I didn't know about Corona, but I didn't think it was going to affect my life so directly that I would have to homeschool for 
kids right now three but didn't think that strange things happen in life now our second theory that Lacey and Evelyn were killed by the same person but it was a completely different person that just killed both of them it was a random murderer okay but this means that Scott is innocent and he's a wrongly convicted man. I guess this theory is more likely than Scott killing both of them, but I don't think it is because I think Scott killed his wife. If he didn't, that is super sad and I guess we will never know. Now, the last and probably the most likely theory is that Evelyn, Alex, and Fernando were murdered by somebody close to her someone she trusted and because the case wasn't treated like a missing person in the beginning this person will never be brought to justice outside of them confessing i have a, i think that if somebody did it it was probably significant other i mean I'm not gonna say any names i'm sure you guys are probably thinking the same please 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 if anybody has any information about evelyn's case call the police call the san francisco police department Please. I can only hope one day that this case is solved and all missing people are treated in the media and by the And that, guys and girls, is the case of Evelyn Hernandez. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram at A True Side of Crime. Once again, I hope everybody is safe and your families are healthy. Until next time.